Hi, everyone. Last week was hard. I was scared to share how I'd been feeling and worried how the listeners I know and the ones I don't would react. As soon as I hit publish, I had a million things I wanted to change. But the response was incredible and helped me move past the sadness and on to the next phase of my wedding. I started running again, I'm working on the podcast again, and more importantly, I'm looking forward to my wedding and feeling happy about everything. Stressed? Oh my god, yes. But I get married less than a month from today. I cannot believe it. And instead of being sad about what's not, I'm excited for what is. And I have you all to thank for that. I'm Carly McGuire, and this is not what I planned. This week is not about me. Kaylin and I were introduced by my wedding planner, Liz Schaefer, at Liz & Co. Events. Liz and Kaylin used to work together, but Liz thought her story fit right in with the theme of Liz and I worked together um, at a catering company a few years ago, um, and I moved over to the corporate world um, because, believe it or not, weddings were not my thing, as we found out. <laughs> so while weddings may not be Kaylin's professional thing, she was planning a wedding that sounded like a total blast. But before we talk about that, Kaylin tells me a little bit about her guy, Reeves. So we first met at our summer camp in North Carolina. And then fast forward is like maybe 2013. Um, we were both at Auburn and I joined sailing. And there's an intro day um, where you meet everyone and Reeves was wearing a camp t-shirt, which I later found out was because he had found me on Facebook <laughs> and saw that I had worked there. Shout out to Reeves. This is such a Carly McGuire move, as many of my friends can attest. Looking up someone on Facebook and then ensuring that person starts a conversation with you based on something you saw on their profile. Slow clap. I love it. As it turns out, Reeves and Kaylin had met at camp once before, and he knew Kaylin's camp boyfriend from way back when. But it wasn't long before Kaylin and Reeves were official, despite Reeves already having graduated and living in D.C. A few years later, Kaylin graduated early from Auburn, attended culinary school in Thailand, and then settled into life with Reeves in D.C. In March of 2019, the couple got engaged in Annapolis. And let this story, which I'm going to let Kaylin tell in full, serve as a reminder to the friends and family helping coordinate an engagement. Y'all have got to chill. Everyone was being weird that day. My sister, well, first of all, my best friend was with me all day. We went to get our nails done. We we're supposed to go on this trip on Monday. So that wasn't out of the ordinary, but she kept taking videos of me and then not sending them to me. And I was like, this is really weird yeah and then we get out to Annapolis and my sister shows up with her like full photography gear like what she brought on a safari to Africa not something that you're like just hanging out with and then we're in the car going there it's me 
my best friend, my sister, and my mom. My mom turns to me and she goes, you just look so beautiful in red lipstick. <laughs> I was like, not wearing any. So I was like, um, thanks. And she just starts sobbing. And she's like, I just, you just look so beautiful. And I was like, pull the car over. What is going on? You've all been weird. I know something's going on. So we get there and I basically pat Reeves down and like, he's like, thank God had the box under his armpit basically. So I didn't feel anything. And my sister turns to me, she's like, Kaylin, you're being a psychopath. Not everything is about you. I don't know what you're thinking. Um, so when we got out there, I was like, oh, Reeves, I'm so sorry. This is so embarrassing. Oh, like, oh no, they gaslit you. Yeah, oh, completely. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm so sorry. This is, but if you were in my shoes today, I feel like you'd understand. And he was like, well, actually, we're here because of me and you. And, um, and then I blacked out and couldn't tell you anything that he said. Being in the events biz, Kaylin's co-workers were eager to get started with her catering proposal where she worked, and she reached out to her old colleague, Liz, for planning services. Yeah, I mean, we were like pretty much off to the races from the beginning. I knew that I wanted Liz to be our planner because she's one of my friends, and um, I trusted her. I mean, I trust her design aesthetic more than anyone, but also she's someone who's so level-headed and is able to mediate. Kaylin was planning a wedding with hues of blue and green to pay homage to the couple's sailing hobby. They were getting a custom-made dance floor, a canopy of lights would lead up to the driveway. It sounded absolutely gorgeous. The date for this soiree? April 18th, 2020. Depending on where you lived, this was mid or beginning of the lockdowns across the country. But that wasn't on Kaylin's mind when she left for her bachelorette party on February 27th. Two weeks later, while Reeves was on his bachelor party, he got a call from Kaylin's dad, who would be the first person to raise the alarm about the coming pandemic and how it would affect their wedding. My dad called me and he was like, we really need to talk about moving the wedding. And that was, I mean, really devastating at the time. Just just because you like are doing all this planning and it's all of this, like, it's a lot of stress. I know everyone says that, but I mean, it is. And I felt like we we're really so close. So close, yet so far. and Reeves decided that April 18th would still be their wedding day and had a small family ceremony. They get the wedding planned in about a week. Kaylin wears a chic, oversized white suit jacket and a veil. But it was really nice, like, because it was kind of thrown together in that way. I feel like I really got to, like, go through the emotions working so many weddings you see bride kind of be directed into each part of the day where it's like this is the timeline you've got to take this photo with this person you've got to go do this now it's time to do this and I felt really lucky that I actually got to 
hang out, especially at that point because I hadn't seen anyone besides Reeves and my dog for um, a month. My sister made um, a cake for us to surprise us. And I mean, when I tell you this is like thrown together, like we didn't have any food in the house. Like <laughs> there was like, I mean, besides the cake, we're like, all right. So like, thanks for coming. Here you go. Goodbye. Kaylin and Reeves were planning to do what most early spring brides were hoping to do, get married, but celebrate later that summer. Her wedding party, with 280 people invited, the canopy of lights, the blues and greens, was set for August 29, 2020. At the end of our interview, which we recorded on June 10th, Kaylin and I joked that we had to make a pact. Neither of us could cancel our late summer weddings. Things just had to be better by then, right? We were both in that binary thinking of, if things are open, we will be fine. I was comforted by the fact that there was another late summer bride, and I think Kaylin was too. It felt nice. Well, since we share a planner the same weekend I was changing my plans, Liz told me so had Kaylin. So I guess we both broke the pact, sorry. She had the same thought I did, that going through with it, even if some people came, was just not the party she wanted to have. No one deserved to be tense or uncomfortable. That's just not what weddings are about. So she's pushed off the party a year as well, but she and her husband and their dog are enjoying this weird, crazy time of being newlyweds who just have to wait a little longer to celebrate. I want, I want the moment of like walking down the aisle. I, I bought this dress that like, I, I mean, I'm gonna get used out of it one way or another. So, so yeah, I want, I want that moment. I want our friends and family to like bear witness to that and be a part of that. Thank you so much to Kaylin for being such a fun interview. She and I talked after last week's episode and I just can't wait for her to have the amazingly fun party she has her heart set on. It will be beautiful and I may or may not beg her for an invitation. Finally today, I want to talk about something near and dear to my heart and something that should absolutely matter to anyone getting married. The United States Postal Service. What? <laughs> Stay with me here. If you don't know, the USPS is a target of the Trump administration who would like to privatize it for a number of reasons. I highly suggest looking up Last Week Tonight with John Oliver's excellent explainer on the topic. But for now, I'll quote a Washington Post article from two years ago, which sums up part of the issue for the USPS. Quote, the reorganization plan claimed the USPS's current model is unsustainable. But while the Postal Service is losing money, its financial woes are largely the result of bad policy. Nearly all the agency's losses over the past decade are attributable to a 2006 law requiring it to pre-fund retiree health benefits for 75 years, an onerous mandate that doesn't apply to any other agency. As the Postal Service Office of Inspector General explained in 2015, the pre-funding requirement essentially amounts to a credit card company saying, 
you will charge a million dollars on your credit card during your life, please include the million dollars in your next payment. That's from two years ago. Now, with coronavirus causing a lot of people to look toward mail-in ballots, the USPS is under further assault, needs more funding than ever because mail carriers are getting the virus, and is currently being run by a Trump donor who also wants to see it fail. And I'm not saying all of this to be political, because really, the ability to get your mail shouldn't be political. Privatizing the post office would disproportionately affect the communities that are most likely to support the party seeking to do this. So why should you, person getting married, most likely not an elderly person living in a rural community, care? First, because mail is awesome, and U.S. postage is this equitable system that allows me to send an invite anywhere in the country for the same price. A P.O. box lets my cousin in Alaska get my invite the same as my parents with a mailbox. Without it, you might be subject to a private shipping company that can charge you based on distance. So for weddings, that's something to think about. Postage isn't your biggest expense, but if you started paying a few dollars for each invite you sent, more if the person lives far away, that will add up fast. So what can you do? After you do your research on this issue, you need to reach out to your senators. They're working on a package that's really the last chance to bolster the USPS before the election. And this could happen by the end of this week, ending August 7th. The easiest way to do this is to text USPS to 50409. You'll get a series of prompts that will get you signed onto a petition to save the USPS and contact your representatives for you. It could not be easier. Within a few hours of sending it, I got automatic replies from all my representatives saying they had received it and a follow-up email from Senator Michael Bennett today reassuring me that the USPS was a priority for him. You can also call your senators, especially if they are up for re-election, and let them know how much this means to you. Again, they are hard at work on the next relief package right now, so don't wait. None of that sound appealing? Just order some stamps and send a letter to someone you love. I promise you, you'll be making that person's day. And it'll only cost you 55 cents. Not sure we'd all be sending each other as many sweet notes if it cost $5 a piece. Okay, that is my rant. I know it was long, but this is such an important topic to me, and I hope you'll take some action today. Thanks for listening. I'm Carly McGuire, and this is not what I planned. Talk to you next time.